Excellent. Where is it? Yeah, is, it, is. it? Is it on? It's on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are really, really sorry about the break. Um, our garbage island, uh, the glorious Republic of Swingland, went adrift on the sea. We have basically circumnavigated the globe. Uh, we had to eat Oscar's pet hamster and do things that will haunt us to the end of our days. But we're back. We're back right now. And we, we got back covered in filth. We watched Avengers Infinity War. And we're just going to uh, talk for the next hour until one of us dies of starvation or, you know, dehydration. Welcome. That right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We are back. It's been a while, but um, you know, just good old the wishes of the common people couldn't keep us down. Somehow we managed <laughs> to actually find time to record. Um, I actually had to look this up because I didn't know when our last recording was. September fourteenth. We did good. I mean, it, it is kind of ironic that we stopped recording in the coldest part of the year when people should be inside, and we've started again on what is literally one of the most gorgeous spring days I've ever seen in Sweden. Yeah. Well, with great weather comes great respons- responsibility. Like staying away from it. Yeah. Um, no, but I feel like September was when my job started to take up, take yeah. off so. like, quite extensively, and you had... I had the same old... I had a lot of theatre back then, but... Oh, then, yeah, there was a theatre. Yeah. That took and some time. I've had no excuse since that started. So I directed a play, and um, it was a great experience. I will never do it again um, <laughs> in the foreseeable future, just because I think it took, like, five years off my life. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was a good play. Great, thank you. I. Uh, it would have been an interesting podcast if you had said the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and we both got things coming up in the very near future that might make recording future podcasts difficult, but hopefully we can get in one or two more before then. I think so. The summer is the summer is long. Exactly. And there will be many more great days to hide away from. Yes. So you guys may have noticed us um, sounding that bit sexier than usual. Um, it's not just the whiskey and cigars in our throats. It's actually um, Oscar has got a new setup in here um we don't share a microphone that we both have to sit like you know cheek to cheek with anymore no uh, the funny thing is that uh we actually invested money in buying one extra microphone and, and uh another like microphone stand that's a bit better mm. and then we basically never used it yeah uh, I've been paying the subscription fees to this uh, <laughs> podcast site too but you know it's the punishment for us not doing things I guess yes <laughs> Whoopsies. Uh, and we need to continue paying, because otherwise hey. we've limited our storage. Attractive stranger, who are you? I am... I am... My name is uh, Oscar. And I am a homeless person who has severed Simon's lungs and vocal cords and is playing them like a harmonica. That's why you sound so good. <laughs> I sound so much better than usual. Um, yeah. So... Um, yeah, I guess, is this the section where we talk about everything we've done in the last six months compressed into the space of a few minutes? It's more than six months, right? 
Yeah, well, I can't count. <laughs> You're the engineer here. I'm yeah, sure. Student. I've been uh, bench drinking a lot, heavily. Yep, you um, I've also been working equally much. Uh, I've also not spoken that much English, so I feel a bit rusty on that department. Mm. I don't know. I've been speaking a lot more Swedish, and I don't feel like so much as I've learned a bunch of that. I feel like both languages have just kind of gotten to a strange, smoothie kind of blender where they go... They go understandably but not at all competently or eloquently yeah but, um, yeah your swedish has really improved i felt like i had my moment of clarity in um in january mm. and it's you know obviously it's never gonna be perfect but you know i'm happy with it now i'm comfortable in swedish company would you be comfortable to record in english in swedish <laughs> um i would sound like an idiot and our regular viewer base all three of them might be a bit confused so how in which way is that a change? Yeah, well, it's generally, I thought this was an entertainment podcast. These guys just <laughs> rambled for like fucking two hours about so-and-so's chihuahua again. <laughs> oh, All right. But it's been... We should sort of change the name to the Marvel podcast because that's really what we, we talk oh, about. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think we're a little too self-aware to be fanboys, to be honest. Yeah. Because... We both seem to love everything that comes out of that company, but at the same time, if it were to stop being good tomorrow, I would just stop watching it and enjoy the old ones. Right. There's, There's no brand loyalty towards Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, no, absolutely not. It's just someone's making good shit. Okay, it's like Amazon. <laughs> yeah, right. we're, compl- we're we're letting we're letting ourselves become their slaves because it's you know an easy service. Yes. <laughs> Not that I use Amazon at all. But it, They're not like, big in Sweden. No, I feel like they are gonna like just have an unstoppable grip on the Americas sometime soon. Yeah, probably. So last time, the last Marvel movie we talked about was Spider Man. It was where you got to witness Film Simon for the first time. Was that in Spider Man? Oh, yeah, yeah. You went, oh no! <laughs> yeah. Where, where, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, that was brilliant. And uh, listen to the. Go the back and listen episode, to September. Episode. Yeah. Um, still a good movie. Yeah. I don't know. I. Yeah, I've I've been to see Avengers twice now, and the second time I saw it ne- sitting next to a, like a Simon type reactor. Yeah. And honestly, it boosted my experience because I knew the person was enjoying it. Yeah. But then I guess there's levels of extremity. <laughs> So, um, but maybe we should talk about, just glance over the other Marvel movies that have come since. Mm, so it was Spider-Man. Is Black Panther the only other major one since then? Is it? I think it might be the one, and it was pretty, you know, pretty soon before Avengers. So. Yeah. Were there no Marvel movies during the winter? Um, no, everyone made way for Star Wars. Oh. Um, which is its own different kettle of fish. Um, yeah. That's the, you know, kind of like, really li- liked it at first, and then the more I thought about it, the less I liked it. But um, The new Star Wars. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I guess I am such an anti-kind of, anti-fanboy you know, rage character that I just kind of enjoyed watching people scream about it, and I <laughs> love that they'd changed the formula so much. And then I went back and watched it and was like, what? This is stupid. <laughs> I haven't gotten to watch them again. I've, 
I watched the what's the seventh episode called? Uh, the Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. I'm still really positive on that one. Yeah, I watched that a couple of times, but I haven't seen uh, the eighth one at all. I I saw it in cinemas, but okay. not not one at once. Yeah, um, some good shots or good bits. Everything with Luke and Ray was pretty good, but um, it's like when everything else is that mediocre, it's just what's the point? Yeah. Hmm. But um, I guess I haven't seen it. Yeah. Enough to actually say. Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing. You, you, you know, I love going on forums and like just kind of laughing at the sheer rage pouring off the screen sometimes, yes, and yes. how this literally ruined my life. And <laughs> just shut up, <laughs> but don't, don't, because it's fun to watch. Yeah, man, no one, no one loves the thing. No one hates the thing that they claim to love as much as Star Wars fans. Just that's true. You can't release anything without a significant portion of them. Maybe Hearthstone. Oh, Like, yeah. some competitive games. Heart, I think Hearthstone, maybe Dota, and League of Leg- Legends might have the same kind of yeah. um, audience. Is that an update thing? Like, every time there's an update, everyone's like, well, you, you fucked it. Yeah. You destroyed it. Everything is always always the worst, and everything is unbalanced. And uh, Excellent. They are, they're literally ruining the game. Mm. All the time. Um, every time there's been a new kind of major installment to the Elder Scrolls, everyone cl- claims that the last game was literally the best one of all time, and that they've ruined it by making it dumber. Right. Happened with uh, Morrowind, then Oblivion, and now Skyrim. <laughs> it's... Right. We just hate you, internet. <laughs> we just hate the people who listen to us. All of them. All five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. I feel like we like them. We just. We love internet culture, but man, we bang on it a lot. Or I do, anyway. Yeah, I'm really not a part of the internet culture. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I don't really participate, but I do go and read everything. and have a It's t- like going to the zoo. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's my experience. <laughs> yeah. I go and I watch it, and I'm like, well, one of the monkeys just ripped the other one's head off, and it's <laughs> glorious. <laughs> and hey, that's fun. Yeah. I feel like, um, if this is the discussion we're having... Um, my thoughts on this kind of rage culture and they're always fucking it up is that those people really love what they're hating like they get so emotionally involved because they really love the product so Mm. I think it's a good thing like no no bad um, no bad games and no bad cinemas uh, has got that sort of following Mm. it's just meh (laughs) Yeah, I guess any kind of thing that's in the spotlight for a while, you'll have that the extreme haters, the extreme lovers, and then just kind of the median will generally tell you the overall quality of the object right. or product in, in question. And right. that's often the case with like not to go too far down this 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 train, but um, like you know the left versus the right. Um, you know we're both fairly left leaning, but there are people who really want like anarchy on a daily basis who just want to rip every part of the system apart and it's like hey well you know i kind of want running water and <laughs> and but you know we we could do with a little more kind of progressiveness and a little less kind of yeah blind hatred of immigrants in the world but yeah but that's also like a part of um just how the system works yeah 
two sides bash at each other, and what comes out of it is generally quite good. It's, yeah. it's kind of you cute. need to have two extremes in order to make a good compromise. It's human discourse, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's it's ugly at times, um, right now, for example, but yeah. it's necessary, and I think it's for the better, like, in the end. Yeah. One thing, um, if I were to go, like, become a fanboy, or, like, Zelda might nearly have made that for me. That 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 is the least smooth segue in the world but that's what I've been doing for the and since December I've been playing Zelda and it's um, it is you know I was on the fence before it is probably the best game I've ever played um, wow. I don't know if I will ever go and play the rest it seems no. like you know I, I have a hard time retro adjusting but I would you know it, it's easily the best and if the next one isn't as good then I've still got the first one I don't have the same kind of Attachment that someone hardcore would have to the game. No, but um, you're not a Zelda fanboy. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of that one game, <laughs> but I've, I'm given to understand it's completely different. Yeah, so, right. It's a, yeah. I think I, have, I haven't played any Zelda game actually. Yeah. Um, you've you've seen uh, snippets of Breath of the Wild, haven't you? Yeah. Well, I played the first hour and the Calamity Ganon boss. Yeah, you in Breath of the, the Wild. Boss. Did you beat him on like? Yeah, yeah, I did. It's not too hard, is he? No, um, I the one I played had the Master Sword and everything like that as oh well. Yeah. So. so I inadvertently found out that um, you can go to Ganon at any point in the game and fight him. And you know, when I looked at things for the Master Sword, like internet cues, because I didn't still didn't know where to get it. Um, it was like, oh, I faced Ganon with three hearts three hearts without any of the divine beasts. Yeah. So this person presumably just went from the starting point to the final boss and as extreme kind of players do just kind of beat him and and that's that, possible it's cool in its own way that you can do that but i love the cinematic experience of just kind of having all the divine beasts just kind of like attack him and like leave the final kind of killing blow for me right it was it was a bit of narrative reward that was cool well the narrative is weird to me in that game it's very japanese he says not knowing much about japanese games but um a lot of what i've seen of the Final Fantasy games where it'll go, all right, now sit down for the next hour while we show you this cutscene. <laughs> and, mm. and Is that the same? In yeah. Zelda? And they don't record much dialogue, so it's just kind of, it's page after page of text with yeah. the characters just going, hmm. All oh, right, mm-hmm. right. Mm. And, all uh, right. Yeah, so you bar- you finished it, like, today? Yeah, uh, I finished it last <clears throat> night, and like I said, I went in thinking that, you know, without the Master Sword thinking, okay, he's going to defeat me, and then the story is going to continue while I reclaim the sword and actually regain contact with the princess. Oh. And it's like, nope, you just beat him. <laughs> like, oh shit! All right. <laughs> yeah. oh. Um, and now you're borrowing it to me. So yes, and then I get to go back and do it properly. The next time we record, um, I will have played more than an hour of it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see because. You either you start a game and give up on it pretty quick if it's not in your wheelhouse, or you play like you play it every day for a couple of hours if it's kind of your thing. And yeah, well, that depends on how much spare time I have as well. Yeah. Um, I have noticed lately though that I get bored a lot quicker with mm. games. Yeah, me too. Um, I used to be able to sit down and just play for hours, and it's not the same thing anymore. Yeah, I had the switch at the airport on my way back from Italy, and. Um, it's like 
I, you know, I used to happily be able to just chug Stardew, Stardew Valley for like a day. Right. And did two, you know, two 20 minute kind of sessions or kind of game days. And it was like, I'm, I would rather sit in this airport and stare at the wall than do this for a while. Right. So that's uh, worrying since I really like yeah. games as a medium. It's all that keeps the darkness away for us. <laughs> right, that and booze. Yeah, uh, heavy drinking. This is a family-friendly podcast. I really, uh, if there was one thing that would kind of make this kind of chilled out kind of new setup better, it would be just kind of having like a, a handle of whiskey and a cigar in the other hand. and just. Uh, we could have. It's the second time I've brought up whiskey and cigars. Yeah, you really want some whiskey. And to, and to smoke, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's fine. Still trying to kick that after the spring festival. <laughs> All right. Not as in like I'm not chugging a pack a day. It's just like every night I'm like I'm I've got some free time now. I will have a cigarette. Oh, well that's how it starts, right? That is, and soon I will be dying of lung cancer. Yes. That's right. My dad's prostate cancer will get me first. It's fine. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Happy times. How did we get from Zelda to <laughs> throat cancer? Uh, that's the the gritty kind of next prequel prequel reboot where Link dresses in black all the time <laughs> oh I feel like that sh- the, didn't that come in the 2000s sometime really oh yeah that was yeah. a emo era yeah my, my you know to, to jarringly bring it back to Marvel uh, my boss was like I don't know they're doing the DC thing and they're making everyone all black and dark and gritty and I was like have you not seen Thor Ragnarok <laughs> it's the, the most colorful bizarre kind of joyous piece of work I've seen in ages yeah, that Guardians came out the galaxy. we have not done Thor Ragnarok on a podcast have we haven't we I don't think we have probably not maybe was it was that bef- it was after Spider-Man right yeah right no we haven't hey oh well wasn't that just a goddamn delight it was lovely it was and then they went and killed all the new canon at the beginning of Infinity War. Spoiler alert. We are going to have to write big spoiler alerts here. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert for the entire episode. That wasn't the first minute, though, so... Yeah, it's like... <laughs> you know, it's like they spent the entire... They, they, they got Korg and Meek, and, like, they, they went to the trouble of bringing, like, a dead minor character back, that little bug thing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, they must be sticking around for a while, and then it yeah. hard cut to like their mutilated corpses on the ground in Infinity War. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Ragnarok, or Ragnarok, Ragnarok, as I am obliged to say, because it's a Swedish word. Um, or a Nordic word, at least. Mm. Your favorite Marvel movie? Uh, I, um, it's still Civil War, to be honest. Civil War is just a damn good action movie. Yeah. And I still think that um, people who've watched, you know, one or two of the films once or twice really like to hate on Captain America, but I still think he's one of the more interesting characters. Really? Actually, no, yeah. I've, I've just realized you directly opposed me. I've just been thinking of other people. But yeah. Um, I don't... I think Cap is boring. You say that, but like two of the most thought-provoking films, the ones that have kind of made the most arguments happen online about who was right and wrong was uh, Winter Soldier and Civil War. I mean... Did it, Winter Soldier spark? Yeah, it's uh, it's the whole kind of um, surveillance kind of question. Yeah, right. 
um, when S.H.I.E.L.D. tries to launch her- helicarriers that can basically just determine whether you've engaged in criminal activity and kill you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and no matter what, <laughs> to what degree. So I watched Winter Soldier yesterday to kind of oh, yeah. refresh my memory because it was I haven't watched it for since it came out basically. Mm. Um, I don't know why I chose Winter Soldier it's specifically. Cool. A lot of world building. Yeah, it's. I think it was because it's one of the movies that usually end up in the top three Marvel yeah. movies. Um, I think it's a good action movie. Um, but damn, Cap is a boring character. Sorry, he is. Okay. He's all righteousness and I'm never lying and just <laughs> wanting to do the right thing all the time. He has no complex, like, his character has no complex. That's c- complexity? Yeah. I Complexion, mean- no. <laughs> I guess I would say it's not so much that he's super interesting, it's just the, the reaction of the world around him, because he's uncompromising. Yeah. Basically, people have intense reactions to his actions. Um, so right, basically, that might be true, yeah. He's, he is everything he's cracked up to be in the first movie. He's like he's the poster boy of like wartime America, he wears red, white, and the blue. The greatest generation. He's super cheesy, and then, you know, that's a, that's a fun, silly romp, that movie. Um and in the next film, he's in the modern world of spy agencies and just kind of grey areas, and he's just, okay, I can't deal with this. I'm leaving, and walks out. Yep. And but you always know what Cap is going to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, he's such a readable character. Yeah, absolutely. You don't know what Tony Stark is going to do No. all the time, because he's way more interesting as a character, way more complex. But Captain makes more interesting characters react, or he kind of, he acts as kind of, the buffer or just an element of the problem or solution to them and I, I think know. he yeah he re- reacts very interesting with the current day yeah. world I wouldn't say a Im- mirror image but he's sort of a mm. anti mirror image yeah of sort. even if you don't love him he makes interesting things happen yeah sure by That's being true. there um, he's a necessary character to the canon yeah Maybe um, I'm just blinded by his biceps, I don't know. I actually... I don't know if it's because... Um, Thor has mm. gotten so good looking. Yeah. But I didn't think he was that good looking, looking back at it. His hair is quite stupid, actually. It's funny, I think, I think it's a bit... Yeah, I think Chris Hemsworth is just a beautiful human being. Yes. Yeah, I, but so... I think the best summary of Winter Soldier I've read was that it's a better Bourne movie than most of the Bourne movies. <laughs> Basically. I think that's quite good. Those are good, though. I still haven't seen them, so I can only go by other people's opinion. You haven't? Um, yeah. Oh, I like them. Matt Damon. They're good. Oh, we're not here to talk about Bourne, are we? Oh, yeah, we are. No, um, but Thor Ragnarok was such a departure, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it was really... Why? Wait, what's his name? The, the Taiki? No. Uh, Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. I just flubbed. Taika Waititi. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, he's proves you should pick the weirdo. Stick with Edgar Wright types instead of changing all their ideas. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they let that movie happen makes you wonder. Just I don't know how rigid or how interfering Marvel are these days because. They let that film happen and then just kind of killed all the differences it made. But at the same time, apparently, they had such intense 
creative lockdown of things like the first Ant-Man draft that um, it drove a director away. Right. Um, I feel like Marvel Studios and the usual writers, I don't know who writes the movies usually, but I feel like they came to a dead end. Oh, this is going to make the recording. We're sitting by my um, balcony door and it's open and here comes a truck truck that's going backwards for a reason it's a bus it's life lovely life found a way guys go on the podcast <laughs> alright um, sorry so the usual directors of, Mar- of Marvel yeah and writers just wrote themselves into a corner with Thor he was <laughs> by far the least um, enjoyable character his mm. movies ranked bottom both of his uh, standalone films yeah that said, yeah. But they didn't want to give up on him because they really liked Thor. He was fun in the ensembles, even if his solo film films weren't good. Right. So, but he, right, he's good in the ensembles, so they didn't want to give a, give up on him. So I feel like they took a chance and let someone else do their thing with Thor to see yeah. if they revitalized him. Mm. And it succeeded. Handedly. Yeah. Actually, you mentioned the writing and directing process. It was... I don't know about the writers, but the directors of those movies... The first one was Kenneth Branagh, who is basically most well-known for doing, like, uh, Shakespeare Shakespeare adaptations, and that shows a bit. The second one was a guy I've never heard of, but who apparently, you know, did not like making it, but it kind of tried to go Lord of the Rings kind of epic for a while. Right. Um, and... But yeah, um, it seems like a lot of their earlier writers don't love them anymore, like uh, Joss Whedon. The man who made Avengers what it was just got so burnt out <laughs> trying to write right. those things right? and trying to please Marvel all the time. That must be quite the pressure. You watch any kind of video on like the studio interference in Marvel and it seems like they say, we want this, this, and this plot event to happen in this film to set it up for a future Avengers movie or a different movie and we yeah. want these characters to make a cameo. Um, and I guess there's just varying levels of that yeah because it seems like in Thor Ragnarok all there was was hey um, there's just we've got to get that infinity stone out of Asgard and make sure that Thor is ready to have lost everything in the next movie (laughs) right and also find Hulk find Hulk yeah oh that was I really wish I hadn't watched the trailers, even though I, now I'll always watch the first trailer to let me know if something's looking good at least. Um, but like the very first trailers just got Thor busting out of the kind of into the arena, yeah. and uh, and Thor just yes, <laughs> <laughs> which is one of the most hilarious parts of the movie. But I wish I hadn't known that going in. Uh, it that would be been such a good ex- surprise. Yeah, um, but I'm trying to take Oscar's approach more and uh, go spoiler free into films. But yeah. God damn if they don't make it hard sometimes. Right. It's not like I'm not religiously spoiler free. Yeah. Um, but I try to I don't acti- actively seek them up. Yeah. Well for Infinity War I was just actively like taking down YouTube suggestions, hiding windows and Yeah. Because you got spoiled. I got sp- like I started this process already of just not wanting to know anything. And then I a trailer of you know a trailer had the title Loki's death <laughs> really come on <laughs> yeah 
that was early as well though yeah I think uh, it's also pretty good how many people I, I wrote how frustrated I was and someone said spoiler alert you can't see someone's gonna die in this film <laughs> and um, well if you haven't seen the film there's a bit of that going on you say I'm gonna miss Loki yeah Tom Hiddleston and Tom Hiddleston like of all the people who might come back I feel like he was up there he fucking loves it he's seen all the films he knows all the characters names whereas right. you, you see the interviews of other Marvel cast members about the other films in the universe and it's like um, they don't know the characters names no they're just doing their jobs it's fair enough but um, Tom Hiddleston was really into it and he was always fun to watch but he's pretty dead right yeah he, he got he got stabbed Oh, and, no. and strangled and crushed. Yeah, crushed. Yeah. Gam- yeah. Gamora thrown off a cliff. She said, ironically, only the ones who are blasted into atoms will probably come back somehow. Yeah. I wonder what uh, Guardians will be without Gamora. Yeah. She m- might come back or... She seems like too much of an integral part of that group. She's the straight man, as it were. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they still got Drax and Mantis, which I'm happy about. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know you weren't the biggest fan of Guardians two, but I fucking loved that movie. <laughs> right. I just. Yeah, I was. Yesterday when I was picking the movie, I was considering Guardians two. Yeah. But then I remembered that I didn't really. Like I liked it, but mm. it's not in my top three. That film apparently, the more. The more complex and troubled your relationship with your father is, the more you'll enjoy it. Which I don't think says like. Basically, my friend said said that uh, he went from not liking the film much, then his dad died, and he happened to watch it again, and it made him cry and went into his top three. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, so who knows? It, and like, I don't have a bad father son relationship, but it is fraught with kind of misunderstanding. And just not being in each other's lives much. And I really... Every part of the father-son dynamic in that film made me... Was really poignant to me. Oh, really? Um, yeah. That's interesting. I haven't thought of it that way. Yeah. Um, it's it's a heartstring tugger. Yeah. If you've got that kind of thing going on. Or if you know someone who has. I love the bit in... Um, in uh, Infinity War. When they kind of made fun of everyone's father... <laughs> fatherly relationships yeah uh, are you talking about Thor and uh, Thor Quill and yeah I just think Thor appearing in the Guardians Galaxy period was just brilliant the best clash of realities yeah just um, Drax basically I don't know I don't know if Drax is just the most open minded person in the Marvel Universe or if he's if he's bisexual or what but he's got a weird kind of <laughs> He he's not afraid to just talk about sex and kind of objective attractiveness and just he's, he's always good. He's just social rules don't exist for him. Yeah, that's it. He's, I think. he's like this is the most beautiful man I've ever seen. It's <laughs> like a pirate mated with an angel. <laughs> the right. f- I think isn't the f- one of the first things he asks Quill's dad like, "Do you have a penis?" Because <laughs> he's like a clone. Yeah, uh, or he's a celestial. Yeah. I maybe I should rewatch uh, Guardians too. Yeah, we'll see. I like I still love it. But it's on my YouTube account if you want it, so. Oh, sure. Um did you buy it? I paid I paid money for it cuz I loved it. 
I try to do do that with things that I really enjoy. So I did the same with Thor Ragnarok. Right, but you can rent on YouTube as well. I you usually can rent, rent on, YouTube. Them on YouTube. Yeah, but you actually bought it on YouTube. I bought it. Uh, every now and again, I go back and I I watch. Um, yeah, I watched the, the fight at the end of Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> and yeah. Because that fight on the bridge is epic. Right. Oh is. my god. Going to the Immigrant Song. That song made the movie for me. Yeah. Really. It would not have been as good if it weren't for the soundtrack. Mm. And, you know, Talk about a perfect match. Holy crap. That entire like last 20 minutes of the film is just just visual kind of gold. You've got... Valkyrie walking out of the ship with fireworks going off behind her for some reason <laughs> and then yeah. she, she hacks up a bunch of skeletons but it's so fitting as well because um, Led Zeppelin who wrote Immigrant Song mm. wrote a lot about um, Lord of the Rings they have a lot of uh, texts that contains uh, not just towards mortar and, and such uh, and uh, Lord of the Rings is very influenced by Nordic mythology. Yeah, mythology. Saxon sorry. as well. So it's it's a fitting match in that way as well. Yeah. Maybe a bit stretch out, but I thought about that. Yeah, it's it's neat stuff. Um, yeah, but also, what the hell is with um, Hulk just not coming out now? He's he's just. Bruce Banner. Yeah, uh, I don't know too much about Hulk as a character. I know he's he's one of the biggest um, characters in, in the Marvel. Um, he's the Bruiser. Comic universe. Yeah, like one of the biggest comics, but they never managed to make a good film with him. A lot of people do talk about the uh, the Nor- Edward Norton Hulk yeah. as just being. An amazing film, really. Um, I've seen fragments of it. It never struck me as particularly good. I tried. <laughs> oh right, you, you tried to watch it and couldn't. Yeah, you? no. Huh. but they bring back General Ross in uh, in Civil War. Yep. Like the, the the general in that one is the guy who makes the Slico- uh, Sokovia Accords. Yeah. Hmm. Some decent continuity, and apparently, the villain Abomination is still alive, depending on. Uh, by the way, yes. I haven't watched enough of it to know the yeah. movie, actually. Yesterday, I found out that there's a whole bunch of films released on YouTube with the big Marvel actors called Marvel One Shots. Really? There's one called Hail to the King, which shows you what happens to the Mandarin All right. um, when he goes to prison. And it's got Justin Hammer, the villain from uh, Iron Man 2, hmm. is sitting there. There's another one about what happens to the villain in uh, The Hulk and it's got Robert Downey Jr. walk strolling through the middle of it. Really? Um, yeah. Um, so these things, these little kind of things that hint at villains who are still in the world are there. Yeah. And there's another one that built up to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I got like a minute into that and then realized I don't care about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so... <laughs> uh. Yeah, we've never really gotten into the Marvel um, series. If broad reviews are an indicator, they're just not... It's like Marvel just doesn't give a shit about them. <laughs> no. Because they've got such a level of like control and interference on the films, but it's just like, eh, do it. I don't think... I think it's... Maybe it just don't fit for us. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm rambling. Maybe the Marvel... Um, the Marvel experience isn't fitting for a series. 
No. Um, yeah. I, I saw bits of the Defenders, and I, I watched a video yesterday, like, um, epic hallway fight scene. It was maybe charitably a 6 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. And it had, like, all the big players like Daredevil and Iron Fist in there. And I did actually watch uh, almost the entire first season of Jessica Jones. Though. I hear that's one of the better CV series. I did enjoy it. She was in that Defenders hallway fight, by the way. Yeah. And I didn't... But I don't know what it says about the series that I had still no idea what her powers, if any, were by the end of that no. clip. She's just very strong. Okay. So she's... Yeah. The same as all the others in that fight, then. Because it has... Iron Fist, and that was a flop of a series. Iron Fist? Like, yeah. That's the one it... It has the... Uh, it has... Uh, Loris Terrell from Game of Thrones um, so pretty boy print the the flower knight right um, and he's you know he, he, he learns martial arts from an old kind of master and it caused a lot of stir in like a way in a social justice way that I'm opposed to right because it's about you know a western guy who learns a bunch of um, you know eastern martial arts oh, and right. then gets so a superpower cultural appropriation yeah but people said hey, why don't we make him an ethnic character instead? Sorry, people online yep. heard that he was, who he was played by and said, why don't we make him ethnic instead? And then you actively want to go back and change the source material to make it more progressive. It's not even in this case that Marvel is making something more white. It's just that they're keeping it the same and people are saying that it's, you know, active. It's, it's, it's not actually active aggressively taking anything making something less progressive no. um, it's just keeping it status quo which isn't you know who cares um, it's more offensive when you take a great kind of you know ethnic superhero for example and make him white so actually just, whitewashing yeah uh, they kept this the same and people called them racist for it and it's it's not it's not great but it's not racist either no I don't um, know but that's the same thing with Nick Cage Nick Cage... Nicholas Cage. Yeah. What about him? He's white in, in the... In the comics. No, Nic sorry. Nicholas Cage, the actor. No, <laughs> no what I'm saying. Uh, what's his name? The head oh, of John Cage! The head of S.H.I.E.L.D. Luke Cage. Wait, no, um, wait. Um, Luke Cage is one of the defenders. Luke Cage is one of the defenders. I thought you meant him for a little while. Um, yeah, that guy. <laughs> Played by uh, played by played by Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Um, uh, Fury. Fury. Nicholas Nick Fury. Fury. There we go. Not Nicholas Cage. No. <laughs> now, wouldn't that be a great film? <laughs> no, it wouldn't. No, oh. but Nick Fury is is white in the comics. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't remember that causing a story either. So. Well, no. It, well, it's not a problem to try and inject diversity. It is a problem to try and make things less diverse yeah um and some people will, will you know sternly disagree with me on that and you're allowed to um but i think that we're only going to have hit a good level of kind of acceptable kind of acceptable filmmaking once we've forced the left in a bit right. which is gonna suck for some people and it's gonna ruffle some feathers i don't mind it um we're going to get to the Star Wars stage where just everyone's a different shade of brown eventually. Mm. Right. Should we maybe talk about um, Infinity War for real? Yeah, I guess so. So, 
I wish they'd had more hardcore nudity. That would have been nice. Want to see some purple dick? Wouldn't. What? Okay, this is a different discussion. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you thought of, think about Marvel, the Marvel movie, Marvel movies being uh, X-rated? X-ray. Well, Deadpool is pretty close, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Um, it's the only Marvel movie that it's not a real Marvel movie, but I don't know. Then it, it if it's getting X-rated, it, it suggests that you've got realistic kind of realistic kind of damage being done to heroes, which doesn't fit in with no. um, the current current rate right now. Um, well, it's I, just. They still get the same injuries, it's just that mm. they don't show any blood. Yeah. I don't think it would work, but I would be open to it. Um, like, And if it had been that way, I wouldn't have got the delightful experience I went when I got to see Infinity War the second time, where I sat next to like a 12-year-old girl in her family who was really goddamn into it, and she was yeah. just, no! And just kind of cheering every time someone came on. <laughs> so I feel like having kids in the cinema really helps with this. We're not going to draw on uh, why I like having children around me that much anymore. Right. Uh, I hope my family's uh, listening let's to this. Let's change. Uh, but do you feel like <laughs> like the movies have something to <laughs> to gain? Every podcast, there's a moment where si- where Oscar sees me put my hand on my head and hate myself for something <laughs> I just said. This was that moment. Yep. Sorry, what was your question? <laughs> uh, do you feel like the m- movies had something to gain from not having to... Um, think too much about what they put in the script for example actually being able to swear show more blood um, take more liberties basically well I feel like every time we see blood and swearing in Deadpool for example that's the entire point of the joke it's not like it liberates a different kind of joke no like like the beginning of Deadpool is just so outrageous because you literally see a man's head get ripped off (laughs) in like a superhero fashion and it's just like oh oh my god (laughs) shit (laughs) right um, I don't know seeing for example um, seeing any of the children of Thanos just kind of get ripped in half (laughs) by one of those big whirring saw blade machines yeah I don't know that it would have added or taken away anything and I eh Right. Basically, I'm just... Uh, I, I, I don't think it would add anything. Um, Fair enough. Um, if they want to make a super gory kind of takedown of Thanos in the future... I don't know, I feel like he's not at a point where I hate him anymore. They did a good job of making him somewhat sympathetic. Right. Even though he does a, 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 a breathtakingly terrible thing. Right. Like, there is a base of logic behind it, and he seems quite human. Right. And I, I, I wouldn't enjoy watching him be brutally, bloodily massacred by everyone. It's having like a gang beatdown. <laughs> no. No, you're right. So let's talk about Thanos. Yeah. Um, this was the Thanos movie. It was. It really was. I um, neither of us expected him to be like, just have this much exposition. It was his origin story. Yeah, basically. It was... I liked Thanos as a mm. character. Yeah. Um... As you said, they made him quite human, actually, mm. uh, in a very overhumanly way. Mm. Like he he acts like a god as well. Yeah, he seems unbeatable. Mm. He's kind of got this perspective of, I don't want to do this stuff, 
but I am saving the universe by doing it. It's not, it's not the same as your general kind of villain. No, there's, right. There's no revenge. Yeah. There's no. Um, he doesn't want power. Even he's just. It's a. It's a means to like, in his mind, saving the world. Yeah. Which is a hell of a lot more intriguing than just. Um, I'm Hella, the goddess of death, and I want to kill everyone and rule over the ashes. Um, it is. Which, you know, love that film, uh, but, you know, she was just a campy villain. True. Um, but That was revenge as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but his, his motivations, though, uh, the world is getting overpopulated, so we need to reduce the... <laughs> reduce the inhabitants by half. Of the universe. Of the universe. <laughs> by half. And... There is there are some flaws in that logic in case you haven't noticed them already. Like and you know he says that these methods have worked on other planets and I'm sure they've tidied it up a little in terms of not thinking about it too much because then you know that's what the film is about. But like he says you know he wiped out half the population of Gamora's planet and now it's flourishing because there's enough resources for everyone. But yeah, yeah, this baseline of logic that once half the people who work the infrastructure and keep the lights on are dead, yeah, <laughs> then things are going to be completely fine. <laughs> right. Agriculture it's, is not going to completely shut down on us. It's a well-used um, villain. Uh, what's the word? I'm blanking. It's used. Uh, it's been used before for villains. Motivations. Yeah. Um, actually, to an extent to which I'm getting quite bored of it, what is the motivation we're talking about here? The we need to kill a whole bunch of people for the sake of everyone else. Yeah. As okay. a means to preserving the resources. Yeah. I guess I haven't I haven't felt like I've seen it done in Marvel f- for not in Marvel. Yeah. But just in general, it's a very topical theme because mm. of like global warming and uh, overpopulation of yeah. our world. Kingsman it's, did it. Never yeah. come to mention it. Right. It's the same thing. Uh, Dan Brown did it in his, uh, not his latest book, but Inferno. Yeah. Um, and I just, it was an interesting thought first, but I don't know. Now I've gotten quite somewhat overexposed to that kind yeah. of thinking. We all know we're going to die anyway. Just get over it. <laughs> right. But, you know, it, it intrigued me in this one because... It was, you know, it felt like the other people, they say that they've got to do this to save the world and that's it. There's, that is their motivation. That's, but they pull this one out over and over again and show that he doesn't want to do it. Right. It's just that he feels he has to. He's the only one um, with the, the willpower to do it. So it's the same thing, but more fleshed out, I guess. Um Maybe. Or, or more just shoved in our face. <laughs> yeah. Maybe presented in a different way a bit more cosmic as well yeah I like the Kingsman approach where they just get everyone to slaughter each other for (laughs) yeah right (laughs) it's like okay that's not going to go badly at all (laughs) it's a bunch of like bloody corpses all over the place (laughs) at least here he tidies it up you know everyone just disappears into dust but But it didn't bother me it's just I've seen it before but it still it works yeah um I haven't read any of the uh comics with Thanos but I understand that in the comics his motivations are that he's in love with the personification of (laughs) 
he's in love with the personification of of death. Yeah. And tries to please her, and that's why he's killing everyone. And some people thought that Hella might be back in this movie for that purpose. Yeah. Um, but this was a way better way to, of doing it. I think. Mm. That sounds stupid. Stupid. Yeah. And then we had. I thought they were going to get into that when you have a kind of a shrouded black cloaked figure appear at the entrance to the Soul Stone, and it turns out to be Red Skull for some reason. Which was the biggest surprise in the movie for me. And, like, it's not a bad thing, it's just kind of baffling as like, to why what? this one character from this one movie is here. <laughs> um, Ten years ago or something. Yeah. Uh, well. Nine? Uh, Captain America was 2011. So oh, it's, only it seven like? y- it's only seven years ago. Did the first Thor movie came out before before the first Captain America? That I think it did. Yeah. All oh, right. Because Captain America had the first Avengers trailer at the end of it, mm. the one where you see Thor jumping over and hitting his shield. All right. Yeah, but this film, I went to see it again. It didn't. It like a lot of films get better when you watch them multiple showings. Like. Um, I feel like Thor Ragnarok definitely got better the second time for me. Yeah. Um, but this one, you know, it wasn't better. I got all the notes this time. Yeah. Um, because it's not it's not dropping Marvel references like Marvel movies normally do. This is the payoff. Right. And you know, I still had an amazing time, as I mentioned. Um, just the um, the family next to me having the time of their lives yeah. helped me. But um, the first time we watched it, I was tense as fuck the whole way through. I was making my oh no noises. <laughs> Not too much though. I was uh, definitely like oh shit um, <laughs> at various <laughs> points, but maybe I was so engulfed that I didn't notice. But I'd seen the first trailer where you see the massive battle in Wakanda. Yeah, that wasn't really the highlight fight of the film. No, I think the highlight fight was um, with Thanos and. Iron Man and uh, the Guardians. Most of the Guardians. And Spider-Man. And Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, Doctor Strange was cool. I love Doctor Strange. Actually, all the fights with... um, All the fights apart from the Wakanda one with the children of Thanos were pretty entertaining, too. Yeah. Like, the magic fight between Doctor Strange and the Moor, I think his name was. Yeah. Um, Cool. That was really cool. And then... (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then Doctor Strange's companion goes... Oh, I, I've got to go and guard the sanctuary that doesn't have the valuable treasure in it anymore. Uh, see you guys. <laughs> and he's disappearing. <laughs> Just, bye. There's too many characters in this film. Yeah, basically. There certainly aren't at the end. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. But, yeah, that, that'll be... I mean, do you think that... Um, a lot of the characters who disappeared were the ones who had their moments in this film. Like, um, they gave Drax and Mantis things to do. Yeah. And I was like, they're never going to find a use for those two. No. Um, Mantis played a key role, actually. Yeah. Um, like, oh, I was like, wow, they're actually useful. Um, which is happy, because I like them both. And Drax is just like lesser Hulk with a knife. <laughs> in, <laughs> right. in terms of combat capability. Lesser Hulk with the more of a... Less of a speeching impediment. Yeah, it's funner to watch, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is... I think, like, the, even the first movie, his role is to face the the big villain Ronan on multiple occasions and just get the shit kicked out of him. And drop the comic relief. Yes. Does it, do you have a penis? <laughs> um, you love Drax. I love Drax. Uh, Dave Bautista, who would have thought that that guy would turn out to just be fucking hilarious? <laughs> I don't even know who it was from. 
Uh, he is a wrestler, I believe. He's some kind of martial artist. Oh, really? Um, he, he's going to be the next Vin Diesel, The Rock kind of All personality. Right. Just bodybuilder slash fighter turned, yeah. turned movie star. Yeah. Because, you know, he's fun to watch. But that fight um, on Thanos' home planet... Titan. Which Titan. is actually one of the one of the moons in our solar system. What? Titan is a moon of Jupiter. Yeah. Um, that fight when they almost. Oh. That's sorry. That kind of bothered me actually. That cliche of we've beaten him. Give us two seconds more, and then one of the main characters flip. Like, by the way, if we get this gauntlet off him, you can beat the shit out of him as much as you want. Yeah, <laughs> so let's, like, just, no! let's just finish this. And that's <laughs> that's so unrealistic for me. Yeah. And that happens in... I feel like that happens a lot, like in other movies as well. It's oh, yeah. such a cliche. It's a plot device. Um, I don't know. I know people who are that stupid in real life. The, they did the same thing in uh, Civil War. In uh, the end... Sort of, when Iron Man just went... When Iron Man just went nuts. I felt like that was more plausible to me than this one. I don't know if you have to, if you were able to rate them, but, like, this this man literally killed your parents with his bare hands, and then... Uh, and then... I guess it is kind of the same, but I felt like, for whatever reasons, Iron Man's was just more emotionally plausible. Yeah, sure. Like, you're finding someone... And there's, you know, it's not going to destroy the world. That's just the object. Whereas here, it got in the way of actually stopping this man. <laughs> yes. Like, That's we're true. on the brink of saving the universe. Um, can you hold off for five seconds versus, like, I am standing in a room alone with you, and you are the man who killed my parents. That... Yeah. Yeah. Sure, it's more plausible, but still... Oh, yeah, but Star-Lord is a dick. <laughs> yeah. And that, that actually kind of it didn't ruin the movie but it made it substantially yeah. less enjoyable at a whole that one moment it bothers me that much yeah, it's a piece of shit um, also Hulk and Vision are fucking useless in this film right <laughs> I love uh, Vision has just he's so powerful in the previous films and then I had to watch it the second time to realise what does it but he gets stabbed through the chest from behind and it makes At him significantly weaker for the rest of the film. Yes. Because I feel like he could have killed Thanos by himself before that. Cause Probably. Even Scarlet Witch manages to like really hammer him with four of the with four of the infinity stones. Right. I feel like Scarlet Witch got an uptick yeah. in this one. She's learned to actually close quarters fight. Yeah. Know? And she's cool. Yeah, yeah. And now she's dead. She is. But I feel like they gave a lot of like getting back to what set us off on this, like they gave a lot of characters their moments and then killed them off so that the, the other players can have their moments in the next film. Yeah. Like, a lot of the ones who had, like, the standout cool moments were the ones who fizzled into dust. The big exception being Iron Man. Um, he's the only one who had multiple awesome moments who actually lived through the entire film. Right. Um, I didn't feel like Black Panther had that cool of a moment, though. No! He's just basically there for Wakanda. I watched the Funhouse um, Filmhouse review of that, yeah. and apparently the guy John Smith was watching it um, in front of a bunch of African American viewers who were really mm. stoked and tagged for like Black Panther. And apparently the reaction when he just fizzled into dust was um, 
was uh, tangible in the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I feel like they could have used him more. But then again, uh, they didn't expect Black Panther to be as yeah. successful as it was, so they probably... Yeah. He probably didn't even have that much screen time in the first draft of, of this yeah. movie. He's just had his first movie too. Yeah. Uh, we've just got a fair bit of him. And He's going to come back. We've still got his general and possibly his sister, who are both very entertaining in their own right. Right, right. Um, we Yeah. Um, we may have to do a quick recap on our thoughts on Black Panther after we're done with this, because sure, we skipped the black guy. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Classic white people. Um, anyway. Um, um, but, all right, this might be a spoiler... We don't know, but it might be a spoiler for the next one. Uh, but the going theory is that basically only the old crew survived. Yeah. Um, so they can be actually killed off mm. um, in the next movie. Because the theory is that all of those who died a uh, natural physical death mm. is gone. Like Gamora and uh, Loki they're not gonna they're not gonna come back but they somehow managed to reverse the uh, infinity gauntlet yeah killing yes so uh, Spider-Man Black Panther they, they're gonna come back they got sequels <laughs> yes <laughs> for what <laughs> um, but um, going into the movie I really thought that they were gonna kill off the old crew because yeah. it's we're getting tired of them, maybe. Maybe. Not tired, but their time is, is past. Don't worry, Oscar, they'll kill Captain America. I think so. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm positive Cap is gonna die. Also, he got nothing to do in this film. No. Like, so he will get his moments in the next one. Yeah. Although, again, watching it a second time, there's a cool moment with him that I didn't notice the first time where he actively manages to stop, like... Thanos from closing his fist with his bare hands for like for like 15 seconds and then Thanos just clocks him in the head with his other hand. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, it's it's it neat it's I like the little subtle demonstrations of how strong Captain America is sometimes like that time where he nearly picked up Thor's hammer. Yeah. And Thor has that <laughs> look of just absolute like oh shit. <laughs> oh no, yeah, he didn't do it. <laughs> right. Um but he's so yeah, the, the theory is that they survived so they can be yeah actually killed you think they'll kill the black one. widow possibly wait has she got her own movie coming up no i don't think so i felt like i heard she had oh well isn't it that you mix her up with uh, jennifer lawrence all women are the same oscar no but uh, no um, that, that character is jennifer lawrence character i don't remember the name of the film um it's I don't. I didn't know that was a Marvel film. To be it's honest. not. Okay. Um, um, no, I didn't mix it up. I just thought that Scarlett Johansson right. had her own standalone film. Because that movie has got some critique for basically just ripping the character of Black Widow entirely um, and turning her into a, a Russian spy. Sadly enough, I don't watch any. Like I've stopped giving DC a chance these days. Well, that's not DC either. I think. Oh right, it's just it's, its just, own a, thing. It's just a spy movie. There you go. I know this is how little consideration I've given it, which is probably more insulting than thinking it was bad to begin with. <laughs> um, I just thought, oh, DC shit, and turned it off. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's DC. 
but yeah. it's it sounded like a like just rip off of mm. the uh, Black Widow yeah character with Jennifer Lawrence instead. Yeah, but I don't know if Scott Lang and uh, Hawkeye are alive it, after Thanos's kind of wipeout event. So Ant Man, yeah. Ant Man, yeah, yeah, because. Ant-Man's got his own film, but it looks very much like it's not populated in a depopulated Ash world. So um, no, it's probably before. it's a prequel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, probably. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And Hawkeye, like, I I learned this through one of Oscar and I's friends. Like, he is not on great terms with Marvel, but I feel like they'd at least finish him off, kill him on screen. So he might be coming back for Avengers: Infinity. I haven't heard of this. Um. He just likes to take the piss out of everyone and use some politically incorrect things. Um, is what I gather. I won't go too much into it, but right. you know, I haven't really. I saw him. I saw one interview of him, like just as calling Black Widow a uh, slut, and it seemed like the joke was that it was a bad thing to say, rather than he he believed it. So mm. my preferred mode of humor is just say awful things and hope that people get that you're not serious. Yeah, but. Yeah, my friend is pretty concerned that he is a pretty horrendous human being. So, <laughs> all right. I don't know. I like Hawkeye as a character, though. Yeah, he's my Captain America. He's just there. He does yeah? what he does. Yeah. He's functional. He's I like him because he's so human. Yeah, maybe. I I, do, I liked I liked the sarcastic moments between him and Quicksilver, and that's about all I like that isn't like CG arrows. Yeah. Like his moments in uh, Age of Ultron, mm. when he and Black Widow looks at each other and, and say like, "We're just human. What the hell are we doing with yeah. these demigods?" They find I, I like that they find things for both of them to do. Yeah. Um, Black Widow did nothing in this movie as well, though. She she stabbed someone in the back. Oh, actually, she goes toe to toe with one of the children of Thanos for a while. Like, oh, she, right. Actually, like fist fights the daughter of like. What, what, I don't know what that character's name is. No. I only uh, know the, the Moore's name because he was the sorcerer and he was awesome. So she had a fight, but she did nothing story-wise. Yeah, they made, they went to a lot of pains to have like a girl fight in this film too. Mm. Like they had uh, the General and Black Widow and Elizabeth Olsen versus um, one of the children. Yeah. I quite like that watching it the second time you'd see that all the children had unique characteristics and special specialities and you'd see like traits and their weapons that they'd repeat yeah but you know they were just they were disposable kind of killable bad guys um who they were, were something of a challenge they were but yeah yeah but yeah vision got completely shit on and i wish i'd seen him do more cool stuff i think he's quite boring as well actually i quite liked the age of ultron thing where he's flying around and he's so he he's just fighting on a different level of reality and War Machine mm. is going what the hell as this man flies into robots and just tears them apart yeah or uh, Civil War where he just he's got more mass than this huge Ant-Man he's fighting and right. <laughs> somehow um, again it seems like all my favourite characters are just characters that make other people scratch their heads and go what the fuck but, um, mm. but I, guess. I guess I like the interactions that they cause um, so, which is your favorite character? Oh god, that's a on the spot. Um, after this 
movie uh, who's still alive after Infinity War? No, oh, just... okay. in general. <clears throat> yeah. I really like War Machine, which is an answer that what no one wouldn't give. No one would give, but um, War Machine. He's just got a million fucking guns, and it's hilarious. <laughs> it's one shot in Civil War where Ant Man picks up a bus yeah. and swings it at him. And he gets out all of his guns and fires it at once, and it just disintegrates it down to like a nub before it's hit him. <laughs> <laughs> and aside from that, he gets shat on in the movie. But also, I like Don Cheadle. He's cool. Yeah. So, I like a nobody, basically. Yeah. Who's your favorite character, Oscar? Doctor Strange. He is cool. He's cool. He's by far the most fantasy esque mm. character. Someone pointed out to me that. Oh, sorry. Honest Trailers, I think it was. There was one, and it shows how his accent, his Benedict Cumberbatch's American accent, is exactly the same as Hans Gruber's in uh, Die Hard. It's the same oh. as a British man pretending to be a German doing an American accent, <laughs> <laughs> and he sounds exactly the same. Oh, I can, I can You'll have to that. watch that one. <laughs> I can see that actually, because he's kind. Of, he, wait, what's the uh, the British person doing the American voice? Just where we overpronounce all of our R's and just R. talk like this all the time. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's my favorite though. He's cool. His powers were. It was neat that him and after things went to shit, him and uh, Iron Man both got little one-on-one -on -one face downs mm. with Thanos because the others didn't realistically stand a chance. No. Well, look, um, Spider-Man's power levels seem to go through massive, like massive deviations between the comic books and cartoons and movies. Some people seem to think he is like one of the power players like he is really fucking powerful and in this one he's a supporting character and he's useful right but yeah. well I think uh, like in the comics he, he grows into his power a lot yeah he's the poster boy for Marvel mm. comics um, and I think yeah I think he's one of the most most impactful and powerful um, players in the comics, but he's really young in this in the movies still, so I think mm. he will go into it. And we know he's coming back. Yeah, he still made me cry. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go. Yeah, man. I mean, you can put all that. People say that like heroic deaths on screen make them cry. And I'm like that character gets like a good kind of limelight. It's less sad than someone who is genuinely scared of death just kind of fading away <laughs> right it really shows us that he's like 15 as well yeah he's confused and scared yeah and he's staring at this father figure who's been made and it's <laughs> right again father-son motifs oh it mm. was an intense moment it was i really really hope we get to plumb the emotional depths of tony stark in the next film yeah it would be like because every now and again they'll give you a Tony Stark kind of emotional breakdown like after in Iron Man 3 right and um, when he has the vision in Age of Ultron and he he's really good at those he sells the shit out of them right, um, that's part of the reason I like Iron Man so much yeah or, or Tony Stark he's such an interesting flawed character conflicted yeah with variations that is part of the reason why Marvel gets me is that you'll have these kind of superhero fights which are awesome to kind of to kind of good um, but then every now and again the character will just kind of 
react to the fact that they don't know what the fuck is going on and break down. Right. Which is, yeah. <sighs> and this is really Iron Man's payoff. Yeah. At least since uh, the first Avengers. Yeah. It's because it's all kind of PR controlled to like the max until these people leave. But um, it seems like he's pretty positive on them. Yeah. Um, they, they he says that they saved his career. Um, actually, did you see that in the first movie he went back to, he got paid less than Terrence Howard, who's like the supporting character. No. It um, didn't. Terrence Howard is a big name. Um, if you, he's in the movie Crash, which is quite a famous one. But apparently, you know, he's become a diva and that he's horrible to work with. Yeah. He still hates Marvel to this day for suggesting that Robert Downey Jr. get paid more money than him in Iron Man <laughs> 2. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. What a dick. Quality bloke. Um, yeah. But, um, so yeah, Robert Downey Jr. was like, they gave him a chance and then he fixed his own life and gave us an amazing character. Yeah. And he's going to live forever because he's off the alcohol and booze and just still looks like he's in his mid-30s. Right. At the age of what? He's getting close to 50 now. Probably. Yeah. I think, I, I think we've actually looked this up before. He's in his late 40s. Yeah. Seems legit. Oh, I, mean, I, I, I don't get... want him to go. I don't want him to go. Um, so, I am a little bit sad we didn't get to see... Like... If, it, if my favorite character weren't War Machine, it would be Drax, just because there is a level of complexity that I feel like they don't dig into enough. Yeah. Like um, the foster-daughter relationship he has with Mantis. I wish we had got some grief or just moment where he realizes that she's about to di- like disappear. Is he still there? Drax yeah. disappeared. Drax, yeah. Nebula is still there. She I is. think it's just Nebula and Tony Stark left on that planet. Even like Peter Quill disappeared. That's true. So we can't even get angry at him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think they have potential to show more of my favorite character. Maybe the actor just wasn't up to the emotional heft because he's a wrestler. Mm. <laughs> but I feel like I would have liked to see it. Yeah. All right. Um, so we passed an hour. We should talk about Black Panther, otherwise I'm going to feel racist. Or should we make that an entirely different episode? We could do a whole episode devoted to Black Panther to show that we're not racist. Yes. I have one black friend. <laughs> Oscar. His name is Black Panther. Once I get all the swastikas out of Oscar's room, we'll get him one too. I'm working on that. <laughs> it's hard to find a dump deposal that will Sorry. take him. I feel like I've been coming off really negative. I had to drag you down <laughs> screaming into the pit with me. Uh. But I think we should make an entire episode on... Because Black Panther. we have different views, but we both differ from the mainstream, and I think we could probably do one for that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just have to rewatch it. It's streaming now, so oh, that right. shouldn't be too hard. It's back on. Yeah, that's good. Um, cool. I will save in my my opinions for that. Then maybe we'll get someone else to watch it. And my plan for Infinity War had been to pay someone we know to go see it and see how it stood up as a non-Marvel fan. Um, didn't happen, obviously. No. Um, you have a long message proposal on Slack. <laughs> I do? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, fuck. That's all right. No, it, I, the more I thought about it, the more I thought it was a bad idea, so I never actually reminded you. Ah. But um, maybe that would be an interesting one to show off. It would be, yeah. But um, anyway. That's not a bad idea. Well, Oscar, Let's... this has been a pleasure to get back together and do this with. 
yeah. I look forward to many more sunny days where we won't be outside. You'll be in Uppsala for the entire summer, right? Um, yeah, I'm not taking my th- my writing break until uh, autumn. Hmm? Good. Yes. So look forward to a summer with episodes like crazy. And then Oscar goes off to fight the Russians. I do. That's gonna be fun. Uh, yeah. I guess, right. Yeah, we'll touch on that next time. Um, where can people find you? Um, if this goes out beyond our friends, um, my Twitter is Young Moriarty, um, and our Facebook page is always. I guess you might have had to see it to be here. Uh, Facebook page? Yeah. Oh well, maybe those who listen share this podcast because they think it's entertaining. Or you found us on SoundCloud, which, uh, to our point, we are on Facebook and Twitter. Yes. So just search for the Republic of Swingland. Yes, S W E N G land. Yes, um, we're Sweden, England. My Twitter handle is Auto um, Scout, or A R E S C O U T. And I'm just checking that mine is in fact Young Moriarty because it I is. don't use Twitter. Cool. No worries. All right. um, we promise to be back within six months this time. Uh, and uh, right, this has been a blast. Thank you, Oscar. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That ending was.